Thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. Make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. We got Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes in again for our Monday show to recap everything that happened over the weekend in the Big Ten. And we're going to talk to Jay about these canceled Big Ten basketball games. Ohio State's one of the teams that's been hit as of late by COVID outbreaks. We'll talk to Jay about how Ohio State is handling this time around, how things are a little bit different in what we know going into these cancellations, and of course, what this will mean for the start of the Big Ten season coming up just next week. Now, it's going to be a big conversation with Jay about that, and of course, his team is in the Rose Bowl too. We'll have that conversation with Jay about Ohio State, Utah later on in the show. So I'll really quickly just get you through the news that you may have missed over the weekend in the Big Ten. Unfortunately, a lot of games canceled throughout last week. Uh, Maryland ended up postponing a game supposed to take place Tuesday against Loyola, Maryland. I think that news actually broke in the afternoon on Friday, but it was after we recorded the Friday show. Uh, More with Jay coming up on the cancellations again in just a minute. So I'll let that be what happens over there. Uh, Volleyball season came to an end a little bit ago, so some new arrangements and deals had to be made with some volleyball coaches. First off, Penn State volleyball coach Russ Rose retired last week. This one I think we actually missed on Thursday. Could have had it for Friday's show. But Rose won seven national championships as a Penn State volleyball coach. Four in a row from 2007 to 2010, obviously going down as one of the all-time greats. Also, in other volleyball news, Shane Davis has signed a multi-year extension to become the new head coach of that Penn State volleyball team. Uh, It's, again, a succession that keeps going down as Penn State's volleyball success, Big Ten volleyball success, never seems to fade. Uh, Michigan football has landed in Florida for the college football playoff semifinal on New Year's Eve, Friday night. We'll, of course, have Isaiah Hole in. In fact, I believe he may have to be out next week doing a Michigan stuff, but we'll have someone talking Michigan in this week, of course, leading up to the college football playoff semi on Friday. And Michigan, again, in Florida now, as of when we're recording here on Sunday, getting ready for that matchup. Uh, Finally, only one other thing to note, maybe we'll ask Jay about it in a second. Ohio State is landing recruits not only from other schools that are transferring out, but also playing different positions. A former Arizona State running back, DeMonte Triana, and I hope I'm saying that right. I'll figure out how to pronounce your name correctly once we know a little bit more about your game. But he ended up, as a running back at Arizona State, transferring to Ohio State, but not to play running back. Buckeyes have a lot of running backs that are talented right now. He's going to move over to the linebacker spot. Ohio State's done this before, but still always impressive when you can steal a Power 5 player away from another school and make him learn a new position. We'll see what ends up happening with him. 
A whole lot of Big Ten teams on the basketball court have had their games postponed leading up to the start of Big Ten play. What does that mean for the preparation and working out the kinks for some of these teams? Will any Big Ten teams be affected significantly more? than some of the others by their games being canceled here in this stretch and a bigger conversation with Jay about what are these games against these no-name teams really even mean? What is the impact of it all and how are we going to see it being played out on the court now that those games are not going to happen? Will it be a lesser product at least at the very beginning? We'll ask Jay about that in just a minute here on Locked On. You know Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. We've been telling you about them for a while now, but they've, of course, as always, got new flavors out for the holiday season. And yes, Christmas is over now, but that does not mean that you have to give up on those sweet treats just yet, even when you're getting a healthy fix out of a Built Bar. That's right. Built Bars have more than 15 grams of proteins. Of course, it's a protein bar, but also they're carrying less than five net grams of carbs and sugars, less than 150 calories and a lot of their bars less than 200 in all of them and again new flavors coming out all the time to make sure that they can try and hit your taste buds just that right way that has you coming back for more head on over to built.com and if you like anything you see go ahead and check out and use our promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order again that's locked 15 at built.com for 15 percent off anything you order there at the store on your first visit it's built.com built bar Protein bars, protein products all across the board that you are going to be coming back for more of, I guarantee it. Also, a reminder before we head back in with Jay, thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen of the day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins last Friday. It's going on right now here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And to start off the week, Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes in with us to chat about everything else going on around the conference. Jay, it's always good to be a Buckeye fan in basketball and football as of late. It's always nice to have you on here. But right now, it's especially good. Buckeyes are getting ready for the Rose Bowl. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But on the basketball court, this team has not been able to get onto the court as of late. COVID-19 affecting Ohio State, along with a number of other teams in the Big Ten. We'll get to that in a second. But while we don't really know what the, I guess, on-the-court effects are going to be of this time off for Ohio State yet, they haven't gotten back on yet, as we're talking here on a Sunday afternoon and won't be by your time you're hearing it Monday, uh, what can you tell us at least a little bit about what this team is doing while there aren't any games to try and stay fresh, stay ready, try and make sure that the momentum, honestly, that they had built so well before this break doesn't end up going to waste? Doing as much as they can by themselves away from the team to really stay fresh. It's kind of difficult now to try to predict what you're doing, what you can do. It's really a lot of it's a mindset because a lot of times when you're off, your mind may get away from the game. Your mind may get away from the things that it has been that it has gotten into a routine of doing. It's a lot of the mindset. It's a lot of making sure that you are doing everything mentally to stay mentally locked in. So the next time you play, you're not take the rust you have. It's not a lot more rust. Um, it's a lot of mental things that are going on right now until the, until they get back uh, and they're ready to play. Can you tell us about like obviously this is a COVID outbreak that stops games in the same way it had last season. But th this is a different situation in which we know a lot more this time around about how to 
detect uh, obviously what kind of COVID cases are, are going to be most contagious, how to uh, be able to deal with people and when people they at least think right now are going to be able to come back from this. So like, how are things any different from what we've been experiencing last time this happened with like, what players are able to do you mentioned, is it still like no team activities at all? Or are healthy people able to still work out and do things with other healthy people in Ohio State? What's going on right now with the Buckeyes? Well, I do know Chris Holman talked, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, the week of Christmas, and he had talked about how all team activities were suspended. They couldn't do anything. And so the you're thinking, well, maybe they can practice with those players that didn't test positive, maybe have one coach and maybe three or four players. No, nothing. Team activities were suspended. And that's part of the momentum that Ohio State had built. Getting that halted, yeah. You would think canceling the game against Kentucky on December 18th, that's one thing. But then canceling the very next game, which would have been December 21st, the following Tuesday, that's that's another thing. So you're you have a you already had a break through the finals. Now you're having a what's two week, maybe I, I don't know exactly how long it's been since they've played, but it's gonna be a very long time in between games. No team activities makes it even harder. I do believe Chris Holman said. I believe it's today on the 26th. They're going to have two a days. Yeah. As long as they got clear to play again um, to practice, they're going to have two a days. And the guys on the radio were like, wait, two a days in 2021? Chris Holman's like, you got to do what you got to do because the Buckeyes, their backup practice, I do believe today, have a game coming up on Tuesday. You got to figure out something to get all, get all the rust off, get your body back in a quick condition before you're playing another game, a game after a very long, unexpected layoff. And it's important to note that it's Ohio State making those calls with the Buckeyes in particular. I mean, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Jay, but I don't think as far as the actual conference goes, aside from there's been some talk about like those forfeiture rules, if players and teams actually can't get games rescheduled or things end up getting canceled in the conference season. Aside from that, I don't believe there's been any sort of official like Big Ten ruling or even i don't know recommendation on what individual schools should be doing i feel like every, every school is getting its kind of own uh, sovereignty to do whatever it wants here just something important to note as we go on buckeyes aren't the only team dealing with this right now we've got maryland ohio state wisconsin rutgers penn state michigan and northwestern the list of teams that have had at least one game canceled in this stretch of the last couple of weeks here which means that there's a lot of teams going into this conference season having not played at least the full non-conference schedule. And it brings up some really big kind of big picture college basketball questions, I think just about the non-conference. Jay, I want to hear what you have to say about just like, oh, obviously the games Ohio State's missing, but others too. These aren't the big games really in a lot of cases that are getting canceled. These are games against like the Nichols States, the uh, Maryland um, had a game against Loyola, Maryland uh, for Tuesday that was canceled. It's that kind of game that's not happening here. So, well, honestly, for you and me, it doesn't really matter. This game being canceled, unless an Ohio State was going to lose that kind of a game. Yes, it gives us stuff to talk about on the podcast every day of the week. It gives us stuff to complain about and say that the team needs to work on when they're struggling on something against one of these weaker teams. But uh, as far as really the fan base is concerned, nobody's missing these games right now all that much. But there's a reason they're played, right? It's not entirely useless. I really do believe that these teams get something out of these matchups. So what is that, I guess, is the bigger question. And do you really think that it'll affect 
the way that certain teams are able to groove into the Big Ten schedule at the start of the year, especially given that things are still uncertain as to what games are going to be played when. Say that one more time for me, that final part. You went yeah, a, yeah, a little sorry. bit Yeah, yeah, sorry. I kind of went on a, a weird exit there at the very, <laughs> very happens. end. But yeah, I wanted to talk about just the, the cancellation of the games and what's it going to mean to certain teams going into conference play as far as just knocking off that rust, making sure they're ready for it and what the preparation is in these weaker games. So those non-conference games, the weaker games, those are still games you can build momentum. Those are still games you can get into a rhythm. Ohio State specifically, they're a team that's not even at full strength. They're having a start one key starter and a guy who was hoped to be a key contributor off the bench. Those are those guys are not healthy. Maybe, hypothetically speaking, they would have been clear to play in one of these non-conference games. The other schools mentioned Northwestern, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Maryland. Those are all teams that they may be dealing with injuries as well. They may be trying to still get their chemistry going at the same time. These are type, those type of games that you normally try to get that the light, get all the kinks out right before the grueling gauntlet, which is the Big Ten basketball schedule between January up into th- and even through the conference basketball tournament. And so those games, yes, on paper, yeah, Loyola, Maryland, and the others, they're not really the biggest or the sexiest type of matchups. But there's a lot of minor details, a lot of things rotation-wise off the bench, working in different lineups. These are the games that those things are happening in. And so, yeah, getting a canceled game is one thing. No practice is another. But coaches know they, they need these games to be the best they can be game one, game two, game three, January through the rest of the Big Ten conference schedule for these teams. Ohio State specifically, yeah, they have some injuries. But everybody else has had a game canceled. I know Rutgers has had two games postponed. Not sure how they're going to be able to work those into the conference schedule. But everybody involved here, they are losing out on valuable game situations that they can learn a lot from, positive and negative, because down the road, they may be able to go back to situations during the games that they aren't playing and saying, well, this happened then. Here's how we responded. Here's how, here's how they responded. Here's a result. And let's see if we could do the same thing or tweak something to make it better down the road. Do you think it ends up affecting any particular teams more than others to the point where it's significant enough to like really matter at the end of the year? Not really. Cause I, let's just say if, if one team had like five cancellations and everybody else had one or two, I would say yes. But the most I've seen here is two Penn state, Ohio state and Rutgers all had two cancellations Rutgers, two postponements, but no, since the number is so small and everybody is within one or two, I don't see it drastically hindering one or two schools or multiple schools more than the others. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the b- big thing to kind of note is that like, while those effects will be there, they may not be super noticeable from the outsider unless they're like really paying attention to this team. And even if then it becomes kind of like a what if scenario, like say yeah. Rutgers starts the big 10 season and they're turning the ball over nonstop just to use Rutgers, just because that's the school you said mm-hmm. last, like you could say like, all right, maybe they would have been figured them out in those couple of games that ended up getting canceled, but it's not of course, any sort of certain thing. So it ends up being just this big situation of what would have happened if this hadn't happened and, obviously that's a conversation that can go on and on forever. So obviously the bottom line is just teams are going to deal with it and it's going to become, I think, interesting at least here right now at this start of the conference season to really understand how teams decide to deal with it, how coaches and organizations kind of 
like when we saw it at the beginning of the pandemic with football teams and summer practices, right? Like they had their video stuff going on. They had all sorts of adjustments that they made right away. I, I feel like people were kind of ready to groove back into normalcy, but uh, that's obviously now far from back here. Uh, it's, again, tough thing to deal with, but we're going to get Big Ten basketball either way. That's uh, the biggest thing to kind of keep your eye on the prize as we go forward again. New Year just around the corner, and then we're back to a really, really good slate of games all the time for us to talk about with Jay and everybody else. Speaking of good games, football season's not done yet. Rose Bowl's coming up. Jay Stevens is Ohio. Buck State Buckeyes are facing off in that one, representing the Big Ten. We'll, we'll have Jay's takes as we go into this weekend and the Rose Bowl coming up here on Locked On Big Ten in just a minute. Back with more with Jay in just a second. If you're liking anything that he's saying about the Buckeyes or Utah for that matter, and you want to bet on either side, you can do so over at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts and the people we trust here at Locked On. If you hear a line on our show, it's coming from Bet Online. So if you want to bet along with us, you can head over to the website, betonline.ag. Enter in your information when you sign up and use our promo code LOCKED50, or I'm sorry, LOCKED ON, LOCKED ON for a 50% bonus on your first deposit, whatever you put in there. They'll throw 50% of it on top, just some icing on the cake, thanks to the people over at Bet Online. Again, it's betonline.ag, the website, and our promo code LOCKED ON so that you can experience the best variety of sports betting options, a website that is one up to date and looks great, and also some free money to play with. Thanks to us at Locked On and, of course, the people at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportbook experts. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference Monday through Friday. Alongside Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're here to preview the Rose Bowl with Stevens, who's here with Jay Stevens. I don't know why he called you by your just last name right there. I was trying to get to Locked On Buckeyes, the name of the show you host on Monday through Friday, just like we're on here on Locked On Big Ten. Jay's here with us once a week. Uh, Jay, Buckeyes obviously are one of the best teams in college football. We talked about Ohio State all year long, but we're facing off against a Utah team this weekend in the Rose Bowl that obviously has plenty of talented players around it. And you were just saying how before we went on, you're a little bit more nervous about this game than you were at least when everything had gotten announced. Explain a little bit more about why you're thinking that way. Utah is a physical football team and Ohio State is soft. That's the easiest way for me to put that in a really quick statement. Utah is a team that when we saw them play against Oregon, I think twice within a month, they dominated. I believe they scored 38 points in both games. And I want to say combined, Oregon had either 10 or 14 points in both games. Really dominant performance from Utah. Oregon, I don't know what happened. I know Oregon was not the a perfect team, but I did not expect them to get mollywopped or destroyed twice with, by the same team in that close amount of time. Ohio State may be without three starters on two, two on offense, one on defense. It's speculated, nothing confirmed, that Garrett Wilson, Nicholas Petit-Frayer, and Haskell Garrett will possibly not be playing in the Rose Bowl. Starting receiver, starting left tackle, starting D-tackle, with those three guys out. Now, the, the losing of Nicholas Petit-Frayer is one big thing, but there's another – they shuffled off of the line all year. That's not really hurting me, at, not as crazy. But defensively, if, if Haskell Garrett does not play, the defensive front that has been soft all year, linebackers that got covered up very quickly against Michigan, I know they've had some time off. But let's not forget, this Ohio State team is not perfect. The defense has flaws. They have holes. And, yeah, they're soft. And if they lose, they're 
Haskell Garrett up front, I'm kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Things might not go the way Buckeyes fans want it to go. I mean, uh, on the offensive side of the football, though, you got to still be as confident as ever, correct? I mean, this is uh, obviously the still, I, in my opinion, premier offense throughout the entire college football regular season. So, uh, I mean, even if Utah, which to its own credit, can put up points against anybody, even a Ohio State team, which would have been at full strength. What are you feeling about this team's offensive ability to be able to run with a Utah team if this Rose Bowl turns into a shootout? Normally, I'd be very comfortable, and I would right. say confidently Ohio State would roll through, score 40 points once they get off the bus easily. There was one game, and I forget which game it was. Garrett Wilson was not out there, and the team was not the same. Now, the team has had some time to roll through. They, I'm, I think internally they know if Garrett Wilson's going to play or not. I don't know if it's going to be public knowledge until the end of the week, honestly, before the Rose Bowl. But internally they know, and they'll, they've been practicing certain things in case he does not play in the game. Those are just things that coaches, you have a feel for your team. And you're probably not going to get blindsided by a player opting out at the very last minute. But when you have Olave, you have Smith and Jig, but that's great. That third receiver for Ohio State has been huge all year. I have no idea who it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Julian Fleming. Uh, could it be Marvin Harrison Jr. or Mecca Egg Luca? Possibly. But that third receiver, I have no idea who it's going to be. And that's what's nervous about me. If Ohio State's at full strength, even the issue with the offensive line, if Deep Ferrier does not play, I would, I would have no issues at all. But it's the skill position players that have been fueling this offense all year long. If one of them is down, I have no idea what to expect because the one time we saw them without Garrett Wilson, the offense was not as fluid as it was previously in the earlier parts of the season. I know you said Ohio State won't announce anything anytime soon, we don't think at least, Jay, but uh, is there anything that's been hinting either way, at least in around the community at Ohio State, as to whether or not he'll be out there? Is that Garrett Wilson? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, so I was actually listening to, I was watching a show on YouTube, and there was a um, beat writer that, uh, from 24-7 Sports, Bugnuts.com, and he ended up saying that he had been talking to people internally and just hearing some rumblings, and it, Somebody else that was on there as well was a round table, one host who does some national stuff and then three other hosts that are being beat writers for Ohio State. Well, all three of them kind of confirmed that from what they have heard, they can't confirm it. They can't concretely say he will not play. But from what they have heard, Garrett Wilson will not be on the field. And so I don't want people to go out here and run and say, well, Jay said X, Y, and Z. Jay right. is not definitively saying anybody's not going to play. It's just there's speculation from those that cover the team that – Garrett Wilson, Nicholas, Nicholas petit Frayer, and Haskell Garrett will not play in the Rose Bowl. I hope they all play. I believe there's a benefit for all of them playing. This is a, this is a regular season game, or not a regular season. This is a game in the season that does go into the final record. So it's not like their absence, and this is an exhibition game. No, this is a game that does go into the win-loss column of the team. I understand why they may not want to play, but I just I'm not sure which route definitively they're going to go just yet yeah never really know uh when it comes to those kind of situations what anyone's going to do until of course the uh, news comes out jay you talked a lot about just uh, the different sides of the ball here and what ohio state needs to do what are you going to be most focused on or at least uh, what do you think is going to be most important as far as like a uh, individual position group individual matchups even if you want to get that specific but uh 
big keys to the game for Ohio State as they get ready to try and bring home the roses. One of the biggest things for them is going to be running inside the tackles. Um, you have Trayvon Henderson, who can be a home run hitter. You have Mayan Williams, who I do believe should have been used, uh, utilized a whole lot more. To me, it's that interior guard center guard combination, whoever it is in this game. That's where things are going to be really key for this offense. Wilson playing, Wilson not playing, I really don't care. I don't care how many tight ends Ryan Day wants to utilize in this game. Interior, guard, center, guard. That combination, not only in the running game, but also trickling that into and transferring that into the passing game. I do believe that inside the inside the interior running game of Ohio State, I know I said inside the tackles, but let's shorten it down a little bit because I think that's going to be big. If Utah knows that Utah has seen the film, if Ohio State can't run the ball inside, Utah's like, wait, so we can defend you, we can guard you, you're, you, you may be without one of your big players, and so you're playing right into our hands. That running game inside the tackles will open up runs on the outside, will open up the throwing lane for Olave to catch big passes over the middle or, middle, or Smith and Jigba to catch the intermediate passes, the quick slants, and take it for 75 yards to the house. They need to find a way to run the ball inside guard center guard combination. Whoever it is, is very key for this game. That's Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. Of course, he's going to be talking a lot about this game all week over on the podcast there. Once you're done with Locked On Big Ten, be sure to head on over to Locked On Buckeyes if you need to stay up to date on everything going on at Ohio State and give them a follow wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Jay, it's at Stevens 7 whenever you're on Twitter and in between all the episodes that you're posting up of all your different stuff that you're doing on the podcast world. Uh, anything else that we need to make sure that people know about before we let you go? No, sir. Big 10 football will be here all week long. Nate will have you covered right here on the podcast. And if you want to know some more about the Ohio State football team, check out Locked on Buckeyes. We'll have a preview crossover episode playing that for Thursday. Final preparation on New Year's Eve will be a show on New Year's Eve. You won't want to check, miss that. And then the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game. I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. And of course, coverage on anything else that happens with the Buckeyes in between now and then. Jay Stevens with us once a week here on Locked On Big Ten. Thank you as always for joining us, Jay. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official audio sponsor of ESPN College Football. Head on over to Sonos.com to learn more. That's Sonos.com to learn more. Coming up on today's episode, Jay Stevens is in to talk about everything going on with Ohio State headed into the Rose Bowl game and also on the hardwood. But guys have missed a few games as well as a bunch of Big Ten teams. We'll talk about what the effect of that will be on squads as they start the Big Ten schedule next week. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten.